Hello and welcome back to Memories Unleashed. I'm back. It's been four weeks. I have not uploaded an episode. And I know that's kind of frustrating for some of y'all. Things have just been very busy. <laughs> but busy in a good way. I'm doing fine. Things are finally happening in my life. I'm I'm in a good place. Do not worry about me. But I just want to let y'all know that we are back. And we are coming in hot because I got myself my first guest for the podcast today. That's right. I got my first guest, who happens to be a friend from all the way back in middle school. His name is Salvador Villafaña, and he's perhaps one of the most interesting, funniest, sometimes occasionally weirdest people that I know. But he's a great guy. We have a great conversation. It's a very long conversation. In fact, this is this episode's clocking in at over an hour long. So... I think it's a great way to introduce the first guest onto the show, giving them the platform, the stage that they want to discuss whatever they want for that long. But I also think it's a great opportunity for you people, for you listeners, to soak in a lot more content after, you know, I've been gone for four weeks without any explanation. So, with that said, you're going to like this one. You're going to like this episode a lot. Salvador gives in a lot of insights, a lot of laughs, a lot of what-the-fuck moments. This episode has it all, so sit back, get yourself a nice drink, get comfy, and enjoy this episode. Man, it has been, how long has it been since you last saw each other, like in person? You know, I don't know. I, you know, I, I like to think it's like four years, but I think now it's five <laughs> years now because of the pandemic, right? It's like one extra year. So like of course. Yeah. The pandemic added about a year into everything. So we don't know. The construct of time is so weird. <laughs> it really is. It's like a time capsule, right? Like the thing that they put like in underground and they drill it and they open it up like <laughs> 20 years after. Right. Yeah. Something like that. If I remember correctly, I think the last time we saw each other in person was probably around like, um, I think you were still maybe in high school. I think senior year. It was your senior year. Um, I was already in, in college. Yes. You yeah, because yeah, I remember we. I took you. Um, I took you into. Um, I think one of the dining halls. Yes. Yes. Okay. Now it's starting to ring a bell now. Okay, great. Yes. Uh, I drank chocolate milk. Yes. You did. Yes. We gave you the free USC chocolate milk that only the, the rich kids get to drink. <laughs> That's right. So that was cool. Yeah. No, that was definitely more than four years ago. So yeah. The yeah. Chocolate right. was rich. Yes, it was. It's always rich. I don't know what they do, but I mean, the chocolate milk never misses in that dining hall. It sure, sure doesn't. Really tasty. <laughs> it's really good. Well, that was then and this is now. So, Salvador, what have you been up to in the last four years? <laughs> that, you know, that that's a great question, right? Because, honestly, who would have thought, like, who would have thought, like, the last time I was, like, when, when you took me to the dining hall and literally four years have passed. It's it, it's like one of those montages in a film in which you, you see like a character and then oh, mm-hmm. five years later, like a black screen five years later. And then the character is now uh, a lawyer or the character is now working at Baskin Robbins. Right. It, it, it's like a wired uh, thing to think of. And yeah, yeah honestly, when we first uh, the last time we saw each other, uh, I still wanted to do medicine. Uh, 
Mm-hmm. That's currently my plan. So I went to UC San Diego. I actually graduated last, no, not last June, like a couple of months ago, this June, uh, with a major in global health. Very fantastic. Sadly, the stuff that I've been learning has come to real life, right? Because of this damn pandemic and sadly mm-hmm. a lot of the stuff that's happening. Uh, too much stuff. Point is, though, currently I am taking a few classes, science classes at a El Camino College and trying to see if I could raise my science GPA up so I could be competitive for uh, podiatry school, be a foot doctor. Oh, oh nice. <laughs> yes. All right. Well, yeah, that's great. Dude, uh, kudos to you. Uh, anything that has to do with the medical field is I know. I've made some friends who have been trying to do like pre-med and stuff like that. And I mean, I already knew, had my preconceptions about it, but like, I know it's a hell of a ton of work to get through, especially in college. Yeah, no, no, it, it really does get up to your ass, right? Because it's like, you get like so many, uh, like no friends to the other pre-med folks, right? But unfortunately they could be kind of mean, competitive. And like, sadly, I was seen like a jackass. I mean, I was kind of a jackass in high school already, right? So going to UCSD, it's kind of like majority of students are STEM students. So it was kind of like a culture shock for me. And honestly, balancing that social life and being able to relate to other people in that sense, that they're really good at taking these science classes. I really had to learn certain skills in order for me to try to at least pass the class with a C plus with a B. Uh, yeah. Luckily, I tried to do that, but you know, I'm still taking science classes for post back. But yeah, no, it really is challenging. But honestly, it's also kind of fun because it, you know, it's kind of like you know, it can be done. You know, uh, I, I'm pretty much want to combine laughter and theater with medicine. That's always been my dream ever since oh, high school. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So uh, it's kind of interesting hearing the other stories of different pre-med or even pre-health students. Some students want to do SOP or nursing or PA, physician associates now. And so it's cool listening to different stories and what they want to bring. Uh, so it's very fascinating if there's collaboration and a kiss of friendship. But when there's competition, it's kind of like, fuck, man, it sucks. Oh, well. College in general is just very competitive for really no good reason because we're all really just there to just get our degree and hopefully learn something and get opportunities to do what we want to do. I mean, there's plenty of food for everyone. I mean, just to put it in a figurative sense, but like, yeah, it gets super hyper competitive, especially like in the STEM fields. I never once really did any like STEM classes, maybe like one or two math classes, but like engineering students have it really harsh i mean physics uh medical field i mean everything it's just it's just super competitive yeah no it really is like they really bite you in the ass like i I, like okay true story uh i was at physics lab right at ucsd Mm -hmm. now i'm retaking physics at a community college which is also going fantastic kind of sucks to be honest because just as old (laughs) but point is i was at the physics lab and it's a group of pure girl so I made the initiative, hey, uh, group, uh, what shall we do to try to split up the world to try to work together? They ignored my ass. They oh, literally man. ignored my ass. And they literally started talking to the person next to them, right? So I was left behind. Turns out they left early. I stayed in class. The TA came back and he was like, hey, why are you by yourself? Turns out your group messed up and you have to redo this part of the experiment. 
And I was like, oh, what the hell? They all left. Like, I'm just the only one here. He was like, too bad. You're going to get deducted points. I'm like, fuck you, man. <laughs> Be considerate. <laughs> like, I'm just, I'm just, I don't know what's going on. I don't give a crap about the coefficient of friction. Oh, my I don't gosh. Know about that. <laughs> what I care about is just, it's just really getting a good grade. You know, it's just trying to at least talk to a patient, talk to really like hug a patient, tell him, hey, I love you. But not in that romantic sense. No, no, no. But like, <laughs> I, like everything is going to be okay, you know? Yes, of course. Reassuring, reassuring them. Exactly. That's all I care about. Like, how could I use laughter in theater to do that? Sure. But like, I don't want to take physics. I don't want to take fucking chemistry. I like OCHEM, but I don't like taking these classes. But Sadly, that happened, so I dropped the class, and now I'm here taking physics again, sadly. Oh, man, and, uh, that's the worst, of course. I mean, it's that too. Like Even like the minorest mistakes that we really don't think will impact like our whole college experience, like stuff like that, it happens way more often than you actually think, and it's really scary that that's the case. Um, but yeah, I mean, it, it's tough. That sounds really tough, but I'm sorry you had to go through that. Oof. yeah <laughs> yeah no it was kind of sad though for for real. and also because i was like also kind of lonely and single i'm so single so whoever was listening i'm i'm open i'm an open cat oh boy yeah oh, God, go for no. it go for it <laughs> right I, i'm plugging myself in no i'm not gonna do those dirty things none of those you're lucky that this is an audio this is gonna be an audio episode oh oh thank god because i'm actually not naked folks now <laughs> no, I, I have my mario pajamas with me so i have my spider-man flannel is this a flannel it's a hawaiian shirt kind of cool right? and also yeah. in Ma super mario's pajamas so uh Great. i may be unattractive to some but it's okay but, ah, you'll be fine don't worry about it man ah, thank you thank you i want to pile on about uh the comedy aspect of it, uh, of all of this, because you've been, like you mentioned earlier, you've been speaking about this since high school. You're making plans to like incorporate comedy with, um, into the health field. And a lot of it seems to be doing was like maybe a, in a therapeutic sense. Uh, if I, if I, am I getting that correct? See, yes. <laughs> yes. I, I don't know. I tried to do something like that, but yes, no, I, I totally agree. It, it's within a therapeutic space. Uh, you know, a common term right now, uh, I actually, uh, right before I graduated, I, uh, I actually participated in an honors capstone thesis in which I was honored to talk about uh, the integration of laughter and theater in medical education, but also a little bit in community health. Um, and it, it's complicated for sure, because comedy is so controversial, but also so so good <laughs> if that makes sense it's, it's very subjective right and of course. You know, of course i also agree that there's some things in which you shouldn't necessarily make fun of of but there's certain philosophical points like uh for instance uh, uh what's his name uh ah what's that comedian's name he sounds like he's iago from aladdin uh david godfrey field uh in which he made the 911 9-11 joke Literally, I think oh, a yeah. month after <laughs> about the 9-11 tragedy. Mm -hmm. Reminds me of that tragedy, you know. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> right. And point is, though, it's kind of like those, those philosophical points, right? If, like, you shouldn't really... Well, if I t make a joke about it, what's so bad about jo joking about it in the future, right? Doesn't that make me a bad person? I don't know. 
I don't know, something like that with what he said. Point is, mm-hmm. though, with the comedy sense in in medicine, uh, I kind of wrote about, I mean, there's, diff- there's different la- uh, layers we could go about it, right? Uh, I think one of them is the superiority, superiority theory, the incongruity theory of comedy, right? Um, of course, I think you told it, I think when you were taking Ms. Barrios in high school, you mentioned something about comedy as a tragedy. Uh, did I mention that? <laughs> I think so. I don't know. <laughs> I might have just been paraphrasing one of the books she gave us, man. I mean, that's that's a long time ago. I can remember. <laughs> it really was, but it was a good time. And oh man, there's so many good times. Like, okay, but, okay. Point is, back 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 to back to the thing I was saying. So, uh, so there's that, and then you got like different philosophers, like Thomas Hobbes, saying that laughter is a grimace, right? Mm-hmm. Uh, in society, sadly, I don't have the book anymore. Uh, so I took humanities, so for which is one of the GE requirements for referral college. So, so I kind of learned a little bit about comedy in that sense, but not as much as I wanted to. But, but for the sake of a therapeutic space of 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 community health and medicine, right? I've realized that the idea of making fun of others, like do superior comedy, like kind of like having the hierarchy of like. I'm a person with with a dominated power, right? I have dominance, like a like a doctor or someone who has more of a status or title. They may be seen by society as someone who has that power, right? And sadly enough, there's there's a lot of abuse between that power between the, uh, um, you know, the the patients, right, or, or the communities members. So the idea is, what if we could elevate the patients so that it could be equal, so that both the doctor and the patient could smooch right like they could literally like be together right? in that sense and that's equal shared space of laughter that's kind of the idea how could we really create an environment in which both the patient and the doctor could have this shared sense of laughter and this community and what i mean by that specifically is kind of like uh first of course there's this idea of making a joke like kind of like that small talk type thing like you're in an elevator right Mm -hmm. and like you don't know what to say to the other person he's like oops um (laughs) okay 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 screw that idea of the elevator (laughs) okay this is a horrible example one time i went rollerblading one time Mm -hmm. i don't like rollerblading because i kept on falling you know in my ass and it was horrible Mm -hmm. and i fell down and oh my god i felt like my whole spinal cord was shaking because i fell on top of it so i decided to sit down and the guy was like laughing next to me he was some random person so now i was like oh man i feel like i've been by the devil i I told him that and i shouldn't have said that i just said that because i was in pain i was like i was hurting (laughs) so i just came out of my i just said that right and the guy just looked at me Yeah, and he just literally got up and left. Oh boy! <laughs> so okay, so point is, you shouldn't say stuff like that to people uh, that you don't necessarily know. It, it I mean, like, I don't, I don't think I would have ever had those, those exact words come out of my mouth if I fell on my ass rollerblading. <laughs> oh my gosh! You know, so it's like. You know, so it's kind. Of, you got to be careful with the word you say, right? So I would say it's a fifty-fifty shot because it might be effective. The person might be like, <laughs> they might laugh, or the person yeah. may not laugh, and they just might look at you at disgust, right? Which was another story that I got oh at boy. UCSD, in which. So this is the TMI story. I don't know if I should disclose it or if I should disclose it later on in the future. But um, point is, 
I said something and the person did not want to shake my hands because of that. I'm like, I didn't even oh, do boy. anything. <laughs> it was a joke. It was just a simple joke. But the person was very Christian like and Oh yes. No offense to the Christians. I'm Catholic. Oh. I'm Christian myself. As you am know. I. You know, like and this is what gets interesting, right? Because the great uh, late Nomad Donard of whom, you know, rest in peace. Uh, rest in peace. I fell in love with Nomad Donard like uh, five years, like literally like like when the last time we saw, that's when I began to noticing Nomad Donard and his mm. greatness, right? Yes. And my first comedic uh, hero was, of course, uh, with Jim Carrey, Robin Williams, but then Craig Ferguson, right? Oh, yes. My favorite. Right. And Jeff Peterson, uh, mm -hmm. Josh Robert Thompson, right? Uh, he was oh, yes. a great comedic actor. And, and it's actually one of the things in which I think you were in 12th grade and I was in 11th grade. And that's when I pretty much started trying to hang out with more of you guys because y'all were like cool. And I looked up to you guys. We were <laughs> so, cool. <laughs> I, th I thought so. I thought it was kind of funny because it's like here. It, I mean, so I, I think I met you. I was in seventh grade and you were in eighth grade. That I, sounds about right. Yeah, I met you because of Kevin. So if Kevin Hernandez is 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 listening to this, I love you too, by the way. But <laughs> shout uh, out to Kevin. Shout out to Kevin. I haven't seen you in a while too, so I hope all is good. But um, I I think I met Alberto when I was seventh grade, and he was in eighth grade. So it was kind of like I always found it kind of funny that like a lower class student like myself will be hanging out with the upper classmen, right? I thought it was kind of funny. I might have been annoying at first. I admit I was very perverted and very, I don't know. I don't know. As, what are, all, all, as are all seven speeders. You're not, you're not the only one. Don't worry, man. You're good. You're good. Thank you. Thank you. And, you know, so point is, I, I tried continuing that. I thought that was cool. So I really did look up to you guys, especially because you guys hanged out at Mr. Johnson's class. So shout out to Mr. Johnson. if he's Oh, listening. yeah, Mr. Johnson. Oh, my God. That, my AP U.S. history um, teacher from 11th grade. Yes. Great guy. Really, really knows his stuff. Awesome dude. Yes, great historian. I, I love him, too. I miss him. I, I, I just miss that space. And it was kind of like uh, it was like a space in which y'all hanged out and i thought it was mm -hmm. kind of cool it's yeah. like you know so pretty much why did i mention that i mentioned that because why did i mention that <laughs> man i wish i knew these conversations man they just keep going left and right, right. We, don't, we can't stop it we just get we just keep going it's right it's like a progress it's like jazz or progressive rock like pink floyd like it just keeps on going you know but the point is the reason why i bring this up is because i've noticed that so going back to the first question about comedy and medicine, I think mm -hmm. that's the level of humor that should be in medicine, or at least talking to a community, talking to patients. It's not necessarily like making fun of you, like, ha ha. <laughs> okay, it, it's not like, okay, because, okay, ah, damn it. There's so much thing to talk about. Like, okay, so one of the reasons why I'm interested in podiatry uh, is because I'm flat footed, uh, I have flat feet. Uh, but also I've noticed in all communities, you know, I, I don't know if you want to disclose where we live exactly. <laughs> I think everyone knows that I live in South LA. <laughs> okay. All right. So, oh yeah. I mean, obviously, right? Because John Muir Middle School. Okay. I, I mentioned the school's name before. They know. They, they know I went to USC. <laughs> okay. So, so pretty much uh, like Alberto, we both went to John Muir Middle School and we both pretty much reside in the same community right and mm -hmm. which is amazing right uh also shout out to Luis. uh uh shout out to Luis. that could be anyone who's named Luis. 
Uh, I know but, who you're talking about. Yeah, yes, yes. our Luis, our Luis. Yeah, all Luis within our group. I, I, mm-hmm. I actually talked with him recently, and he's doing great. I think yeah. he, got a, he got a job at a Catholic school, so congrats. He sure did. Yeah, he's teaching now. It's great. Yeah. He's a historian, people. He's great. He's actually using deg- his degree for actual teaching. Yes, yes, that is true. You know, so I can't Props wait. Props to him. Props, Props to him, to you know, ho- hopefully we could probably bring him to the show and be like, uh, you know. Like, I would love to, yeah. That'd be really yeah. cool. Okay, but the point is, back to the thing, though. So I was talking about uh, that here in our community, there's not that much medical resources. Uh, there's not many podiatry clinics here. You could probably go to downtown LA, go to Huntington Park. That's pretty much where a lot of them are at. Or go to Torrance, the South Bay area. But here specifically, there's not a lot of podiatrists here. Maybe a lot of family clinicians, family practices like St. John's and whatnot, but not yeah. that much specialist. Uh, so the point is, I've realized that in our community, there's, an in, there's a prevalence of diabetes in the, the Latino family, or should I say Latinx family now. But, yes. But, but pretty much, though, there's sadly a, a growing prevalence of uh, diabetes my dad he has ongo in his toes he has toe fungus Ew. oh yeah Oof. all right and 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 you know the sadly there's there's kind of like the stigmatization of feet like oh that's gross right but in yeah, reality yeah. there's a lot of things in which the feet is very amazing right like from that of like uh biomechanics being able to walk gait analysis how you walk yeah like from sports, like how does a person jump? How does that work, right? To right. that of like uh, diabetes, uh, diabetic neuropathy, which you don't really feel any sensation in your toes. Mm-hmm. Uh, to that of like for ampu- amputations, right? So I'm interested in podiatry because of that sense. But also I realized that there may be a correlation of comorbidities of pretty much people who may have other diseases altogether, right? So it might be diabetes, obesity, but also depression. And what I found in my research, in my thesis, was that there's a correlation between that of depression and foot amputation with a chance of suicide or ideation. Mm-hmm. And I know, I know the conversation went like, went like a roller coaster. It went to the deep uh, crest. Right? That's great. But, Don't worry about it. This is great. But the point is, the reason why I bring it up is because I've noticed that there could be something that, that we could all do better in the medical field. And especially mm-hmm. if podiatry is not necessarily talked about as much. And also, there's not a lot of uh, underrepresented in medicine students. It's not a lot of uh, Latino people in medicine, in podiatry specifically. So mm-hmm. I, I, I saw that as a growing concern when I was at UCSD. And I realized that comedy or laughter in theater can be utilized to what if we could help develop a system for patients to feel a sense of meaningfulness, a sense of purpose in their lives. You know, and this is going a bit more philosophical now. And, and it's also a bit of my Christian faith, right? But, uh, sure. but pretty much um, I mentioned uh, Philoctetes. And Philoctetes is essentially a story by Sophocles. Mm. And uh, it's, a Greek, it's a Greek tragedy, but Greek play, I guess. Uh, I don't know if it's, uh, okay, it's a tragedy in that he got a foot ulceration. So a little snake, right? Oh, so, boy. <laughs> So a snake bit his foot. So like there's uh-huh. a snake in my boot type thing, right? <laughs> the snake bit him in the toes and the foot. Yes. And he developed a, an affection. And the Greek soldiers literally were like, ah, oh, shit, that smells like ass. That, that smells rancid. So they literally dumped, <laughs> they, they dumped Philoctetes in the island of Lemnos. Uh, I think a faraway lonely island of so. Mm-hmm. So he was alone. He was ostracized. 
he was literally segregated from society until Odysseus and, and a little a little boy named what was his name? I don't know. Point is, it's not Telemachus because Telemachus, I think that's the son of Odysseus. Right. Okay. The point is, let's <laughs> let's call him let's call him Tit. So Tit talked to Philoctetes, <laughs> and Philoctetes was like, "Leave me alone, right? I'm hurt. No one loves me anymore because I'm I'm wounded. Right? Yes. I'm I'm not human anymore because they labeled me as ill. They labeled me as a, you know, as someone." Who, who cannot function in society anymore because of my foot condition, but also because I smell bad, right? So point is, Philoctetes, in some moral sense, a thematic sense, could be that it could be an idea of repatriation, a repatriation, pretty much bringing someone back into their country, but more in a, I think more in a figurative or more in the actual sense, it could actually mean bringing back, bringing back, the sick person or the person who sadly was stigmatized with having an illness back to being seen as human, making the person feel that their lives are meaningful and that they that there is a sense of hope, right? And that will be there to support you in whatever shape or form. And I think Philoctetes kind of shows that. So with that in mind and the different sides of illnesses that I realized, hey, maybe laughter in theater can be utilized as a method or as a mechanism to bring back people to have this type of activity to not only learn from them how we could provide a better support care for them but also provide a space in which they can laugh and also feel comforted that they are human again right so that's kind of like the idea of like shared laughter that i was thinking about so comedy not necessarily like like there's a bunch of handicapped people in wheelchairs and you're not going to sing the song from Sam Smith when your legs don't work like they used to before. Oh boy. (laughs) Sing that song. I mean, that'd be funny, but you can't, you know, I mean, maybe you want to be considerate. You want to be considerate. (laughs) Exactly. Right. So it's, I, so I think the best option is to have a space in which you allow, you will pretty much give the microphone to the patient and you allow the patient to make fun of you, the doctor. So oh, pretty okay. much, to pretty much make the make the patient roast you, or pretty much develop like a small chat, so that you could pretty much have the same level of higher, same level of equality in terms of power dynamics, mm-hmm. and I think that might be a uh, might be an idea that could be possible. Great. Well, I mean, it sounds like you've definitely have learned a lot <laughs> during the last four years about health and comedy. Thank you. Thank you. Yeah. Now I have to ask, though, because of course we've been talking a lot about uh, what you've been learning and what you've been how, how you've been applying what you've learned and what's in, I guess, the medical field. But now I have to ask: Now, what did you do like during your off time, or I guess outside of class? I mean, anything, any hobbies, anything like that? Uh, this is interesting. One time, my brother picked me up from San Diego, mm-hmm. and we we went across the different like we went to I think. We just walked around in the beach and my brother was like, oh, wow, you know, you're so lucky. You have this opportunity of San Diego and it's beautiful. It's sunny, right? Mm-hmm. There's a lot of beautiful people out there. You know what I'm saying? Uh, so I was like, yeah. However, it's a colder system. And sadly, I wasn't in a frat. I was invited to be in a frat. Mm-hmm. I think it was called NAC. 
uh, like knack. Interesting. Okay. You know, I've heard you know what I'm saying? Oh yeah. yeah, I know about knack. I know about knack. Pinchy knuckles, right? That's pretty much what they call them, I think. But, <laughs> well, yeah, sounds about but, right. Right. Uh, but honestly, you have to pay money. I was like, fuck, I'm poor. I can't afford Yeah. <laughs> so that's another thing, too. The Greek system yeah. is really weird. I, I don't know. I, I've never, it's never really sat right with me how the Greek system works in these colleges because, of course, like you said, you have to pay that pretty much to get into it. And then there's a whole, and it also depends where you go, because a lot of the, these frats, they, they haze you. They get you through some initiation. Yeah, pretty much. They pound- beat it out of you. Yeah, and yes. I've had, I've, I've heard some stories. I won't, I won't mention anything or any names, but let's just say, yeah, it's, I don't, I don't think it's really worth going through all of that. The financial trouble and, of course, the physical pain and whatnot that you have to go through to get through that. And only just to really just be invited to hang out with a group of guys that you probably would be able to hang out with otherwise for free if you just didn't want to join their frat. It just, I don't know, just never really made sense to me. Yeah, no, 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 I totally agree with you, right? And, you know, it's kind of silly too, right? You have to wear ties, you have to do like a dance, you know, you have to do that yeah. amazing thing. And I feel like I'm already like that. I don't need people tell me what to do. You yeah. Know? And I, honestly, what's weird is that like, Sadly, I was categorized as a weird person in which uh, they, like, in the outside, I may come off as extroverted, as the stereotypical outgoing person who likes going to parties. But in reality, mm-hmm. if I were to go to, a, I like family parties. I like dancing in family parties. Quinceanera oh, yes. has weddings. Oh, I love dancing cumbia, cha-cha-cha, you know. <laughs> That's more of my thing. But I don't drink. I, I don't like drinking. And and there's like there might be, like, a something there, too, that, that I think that might be worth talking about, like the culture of going to parties, getting laid, the hookup culture. Right? Yeah. Uh, going to, mm-hmm. you know, you know, you know. I, I think USC is very prominent in that. UCSD, not not, not necessarily. We, we, like for the frat life, for the Greek life, it they don't live in a vicinity in La Jolla. They have to live somewhere else. Like, like really? Yeah, Pacific Beach, because La Jolla hmm. is kind of like conservative. Uh, upper class, you know, like Westwood. So I see, but it's very beautiful, though. I have to admit, La Jolla is a very beautiful city in the beaches. But like, honestly, the Greek life is like Mopara, the Motos of South, like well, San Diego State is kind of that area, uh, and pretty much that's where the parties are usually at, I think. But mm-hmm. I never been to a college party, and so 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 I, I always I always get asked like. What do you do for fun? Okay. And so that's kind of like an interesting question, right? Because like, well, what is fun, right? And yeah. I, not to name call some of my friends who also went to USC, right? Who were part of the NEI family. So I never joined a frat because you have to pay. You have to do a lot of this initiative shit, rushed shit. So I was like, I'm going to yeah. create my own. I'm going <laughs> to call it Sigma Alpha Lambda. Sal, that's going to be my frat. So what I did was that I created a sense of community of myself i created a student organization in which i co-founded and i was president of called expanding visions for health that oh. was pretty much trying to go to the community in san diego pretty much uh chula vista san isidro type yes um and pretty much going to them going to elementary schools and pretty much talking about nutrition talking about uh 
the digestive so different types of science sciences but in yeah. a fun and theater way so at first i wanted to do something like daddy daddy daycare in which you know daddy daycare you had eddie murphy and you had the other comedian jeff garland they would dress up as a carrot and a broccoli I wanted uh-huh. to do something like that in which I dressed up like a <laughs> carrot and they, the kids beat me up. Oh my gosh. I mean... Unfortunately, that was liability, so we couldn't do that. Yeah, of course. You don't want to you don't want to rile up children to engage in <laughs> any type of violent activity. I mean, I don't want to know how that would go over with the parents. It would be kind of funny, a little lie, but yeah, yeah I that would be funny, but <laughs> right. So that didn't happen. But at first, we wanted to try to do something with comedy and theater, right? Try to see mm-hmm. if we could do something like a skit, a skit that, like, so I was inspired by Jimmy Fallon in Mad Lib Theater, in which they oh, did okay. a Mad Lib, and anything that they wrote in the Mad Lib, they pretty much created a skit for the kids, mm. for the students to perform, or the students, for the students to write, and myself and my other class, my other colleagues to act out in front of the kids mm-hmm. sadly that never happened so instead we just went to the kids and we just taught them like a lecture based thing like using quizlet no using kahoot on kahoot, what is yes what is protein what is a carbohydrate what is this it wasn't effective because the kids at the end of the day we asked them like what did you learn today and one of the kids they were second graders so they were like what? oh a, a protein is a oh. Like, that's not what it is I was <laughs> you dingus you weren't paying attention but <laughs> point is uh my fun time sadly didn't incorporate that idea of going out to drink or going out to parties but rather I actually tried my best to create a sense of community like a frat uh mm-hmm. it didn't go out that way either but I created a student organization based off of laughter and theater, which wasn't effective either, but I tried to do something similar to that. I also did other student orgs. Um, pretty much, I it, it was interesting. I wasn't a president for a student org, but the president made me do the, I was the spokesperson. So I was pretty much, was the ma- I was the MC of certain GBMs. So, okay. so I hosted a Je- Jeopardy night. So Ooh. it was kind of fun. It was awesome. It was all improv. So luckily, I didn't say anything bad that offended them, but it came out good. <laughs> Great. All right. Apparently. So to answer the question, unfortunately, I didn't get a chance to like have the sex. I'm super. I, I, haven't, I haven't had those things. I haven't had the typical college experience, like, like American Pie type stuff. Oh, <laughs> you don't want to do American Pie. Believe me, you don't want to do that. Yeah. I want to hear your side too, right? Because uh, like, how is it overrated? But I could imagine what you mean already. Because <laughs> sadly, like for me, it's weird though, right? Because I like meeting new people. I love talking to people. Like I like listening to their stories. More importantly, yeah. I like listening to their passions. And, you know, and that's why I was so excited when you invited me for this uh podcast because i was like oh my god not only do i have the great honor and pleasure to be speaking with alberto you know a good friend of mine and but also kind of like hearing hey you know how is life going you know and i feel like those are the true memories memories unleashed that i find very memorable right very empowering so whenever i'm in a party i actually low-key kind of like despite dancing and being a center of attention like being a goofball that i am i also Mm -hmm. love going to other people are just sitting by themselves and asking them a question. Hey, 
who are you? <laughs> Do I know you? You want to be friends with me? <laughs> you know, you know, ask him stuff like that. And just hang just out. Just be friendly. Be approachable, of course. Yeah, exactly. Right. You know, that's pretty much what I did at UCSD. Unfortunately, I didn't get a chance to see the nightlife at San Diego because it was a quarter system. It actually went by fast. Uh, yeah. 10 weeks. And sadly, because I was a pre-med student, uh, I was focused on a lot of classes. And sadly, you know, I passed them with C's, maybe B's, but I wasn't the best student either because there were so many competitive students. And as you mentioned, the STEM, the STEM field is very difficult. But it was also very, it's very fun because like, especially like some sciences, like physics, chemistry, I don't like those. Organic chemistry, I actually kind of liked. Uh, but the class that I really loved, I mean, I loved a lot in terms of the sciences was biology of cancer and biochemistry. Mm. Those classes, even though they may be seen like, oh shit, that's like top level shit, that's difficult. And it is difficult. But here in this white book that I have, so those who are listening, there's a whiteboard behind me that I mentioned earlier that has glycolysis, that has the Krebs cycle, and a little bit of the PPP pathway. I think it's called the pentose phosphate pathway. Correct me if I'm wrong, but something like that. I'm not a chemist, so any chemistry majors out there, please. Please. You know, we're hungry for knowledge. Right? Uh, so I just had that just to leave. I was tired of like erasing it. So I just left it on top of the mm -hmm. board. But point is, my fun became pretty much doing extracurriculars, doing scholastic, you know, academy, you know, like, you know, what do you expect of like an overachiever? But I'm no, in no means an overachiever. I just love hanging out with people who are interested in the same career as me, but also just really doing something for the better good of humanity doing of course as, yeah as what Immanuel Kant says the goodwill I love it I love it and hey listen you don't don't worry about not missing out on the college experience I mean believe me it's it's not that it's, it's not as hyped up as it's meant to be this is just I'm just putting it out there you didn't really miss out on much I, well, why would what happened you know there has to be some things that, that oh I'm i mean blocking. no there, i mean there are things that happen i mean I, I won't i won't dispute that i mean i yes. personally i'm not extrovert like you are i'm very much an introvert <laughs> as a lot of people tend to know about me i'm i just like to keep to myself so of course i'm gonna have a different view of what nightlife is like uh there are some times though where it, it, it's fun but you have to be around the, the correct group of people usually it's just really close friends if i'm out trying to like look for somebody to hang out with it's going to be very awkward for me and it sometimes a lot of the times not very fun uh, because you're doing a bunch of like mental gymnastics into like making sure like hey am i re being receptive to them or are they being receptive to me and then you get very paranoid um that's just for me and as an introvert it's just like these are the things that i have to like you know that kind of roll through my mind i'm just thinking it's not worth the pressure it's not worth the stress i just rather just hang out with my friends do the things you do you know just hang out in a small cool and close-knit community i think i find a lot more pleasure in that than i do going out having a drink with a stranger yeah, no, no, I, I couldn't agree more. And, and that's the part that I find interesting too, right? That we're kind of breaking stereotypes, right? Of like, you know, what, what it really is to be an extrovert or to be an introvert, right? Mm -hmm. Because honestly, 
it, it it's weird. It might just be my personality that like I might throw off a lot of people. Like, God, this guy is fucking too enthusiastic. You know, <laughs> someone sh- tell him to shut the fuck up, right, or something like that. But like, honestly, you hit something in the buzzer that I find very meaningful, right? And that's kind of like, yeah, being with people who really respect who you are and, you know, really having fun for that matter. I think one of my favorite times at UCSD was pretty much just going out as a group playing basketball or playing soccer or just there you go. That sounds fun. That that really does sound fun. It is, right? And it's just amazing, you know, like. It's just like, you know, someone might say, oh, yeah, I got drunk and I started vomiting and I started, you know, like doing all this stuff like, like, what the hell? That's good and all good for you, man. But <laughs> I, I, I made a touchdown. <laughs> you made a touchdown that I'll take a touchdown over a night of vomiting, you know, and I've exactly. done both. I, I've done both. And I'll say this. A touchdown is a hell of a lot more better than vomiting in the toilet. Oh man, I, I could only imagine. Yeah, I ne- I never experienced vomiting in a toilet. I mean, don't get me wrong. I I I, I, I no, but okay, I'm not gonna say that. But but pretty much. <laughs> but yeah, like you know, it's interesting. I I've I've been with people who like to drink, and I was just there. But it's kind of weird though. I mean, don't get me wrong. I went to USC in my freshman year. My friends who I mentioned earlier, they had a party at USC. Well, not really a party. It's kind of like their dormitory and they started drinking, doing yeah, like yeah. jello shots, right? Mm. For me, I was like, that's not my thing. So I just drank with them. And they were all tipsy and loony. And they were like, like being like, ha ha, yee They were like doing some stupid shit. And I'm mm-hmm. like, yeah, good for you guys. And then, but for me, they saw me. I was like, what the fuck? I thought you're going to be more, it's like an experiment. They're like, oh, I want to see what Sal would be like when he's yeah. drunk. What type of drunk would you be? Or what type of, what type of drug addict would you be? I'm like, what the fuck? Yeah, that's, you know? that sounds about accurate. Unfortunately, <laughs> there's some people who just like want to be an enabler just to, just to see how you react to certain things. Right. And it, it's just so weird. It's like, I, you know, and I admit when I took those, I, if I remember correctly, I don't know if this is right. I think I took five jello shots. Mm-hmm. And for someone, that might be a lot. But then again, I'm actually kind of chunky. I'm um, Then again, sadly, it's the it's the Mexican genetics in me that I'm kind of like overweight. <laughs> <laughs> so that might be because I didn't really feel anything. But what mm-hmm. if I did? And my mom said she picked me up and she got mad at me. Like she literally noticed you've been drinking. I'm like, oh, yeah. You know, but I wasn't tipsy. I already walked <laughs> funny because I'm yes. flat-footed, so I walk with my feet this way, like spread out. So I walk like a duck or like a penguin at mm-hmm. times. So I, I already walk like that. So I was like, "There's no way in hell I'm gonna I'm gonna look like I'm drunk, right?" Yes. It turns out I was a kind of. I was kind of buzzed, and mm-hmm. my personality. I wouldn't say that it was me being extroverted being loony but i think mm-hmm. mine was more observant it was more more intellectual if that makes mm-hmm. sense or pseudo intellectual in which i was like oh. as, you know i was just observing life and i just pretty much said i just pretty much started quoting shakespeare like i always do you know you always quote <laughs> shakespeare <laughs> yeah you know i i would pretty much uh, well, I mean, I still do. I, I still, oh. I, could, I could still recite uh, a little bit from, uh, uh, what's it called? The Tempest, right? I shall no oh, more proceed yes. to see. You shall die, I shall. Right. But, uh, but yeah. I, think, 
but the ones I which I love, I I love, I love reciting this. I it always turns me on, you know. <laughs> Not joking. I pretty much look myself in the mirror, right, and I start reciting King Richard III. Oh, oh, it could be, it could even hell, it could, it could even be Julius Caesar, like. Mm. Uh, but one I really love saying is, "Now is the winter of our discontent, made glorious summer by this sun of York, and all the clouds that out upon our house in this deep." bosom of the ocean buried now our brows bound with victorious reeves our bruised arms hung up from monuments our, you know stuff like that what the hell <laughs> i become a despian right so, i love it but... <laughs> you know so when i was in that environment i was pretty much doing stuff like that i was just like quoting walt whitman quoting shakespeare and like as if like there's a film camera on top of me and I'm just doing yeah, yeah, of course. Yes. And everyone else was like dancing. They're like on top of each other, like hugging each other, right? Mm-hmm. Vomiting. So I think that's why I, I I like that side of me in which I get to appreciate literature, appreciate, you know, just the speech of everyone, listening to people saying, listening to acting. That's also I really love acting and want to combine it with medicine. Um mm-hmm. I think there's a distinction between comedy and acting. I was told by someone, so what, which one would you rather do, stand-up comedy or being an actor? And I was like, damn, that's a good question. Because yeah. I, I technically did stand-up once at UCSD. Uh, oh. Technically. Uh, it was a comedy night at UCSD my freshman year. Okay. And uh, it's a, few, a few comedians went, and one comedian, she was like, let's have a TMI contest too much information contest oh boy oh and no my friend manny who if you're listening to this god bless you <laughs> uh, he, he pushed me out so i was the first one there oh no and it was a bunch of other students as well from ucsd that were older from, they're like seniors so i was okay. the first one to go i told my side of the story what i did uh i could i could tell you what i did but uh pretty much it was i I think it was me in 11th grade, the same year in which I hang, I was hanging out with you guys. So, uh-oh, yikes. Oh, no. I, was, I was inspired. Uh, not by me, hopefully. Not by, well, maybe. No, no, not oh, by boy. you. I don't know. <laughs> it, it's horrible what I did. Not really. It just goes back to that one Christian guy that I told you that did not want to shake hands with me. It was because of this story slash joke that i told uh, in one okay. of 300 people i think oh boy <laughs> it was a packed house inside of a lecture hall or something like that oh, okay. um, so i told my story that i shoved a bottle of soap up my ass and it was good it was oh my god <laughs> it was it was irish spring so uh <laughs> and you remember this and you remember it's irish spring oh my god. <laughs> yes it literally transported me to dublin ireland <laughs> And I was pretty much telling the. I just want to feel like the being transferred to Dublin. <laughs> you know, I, I told that story. Like I told the specifics why I did that. My mind at that time. Uh, uh-huh. I was taking a shower, and I was like, I, you know what? No, no, it's okay. It's okay. I, I got, I got the picture. I got the picture. So I told that story. Everyone else, they told their story. I think one of them. I, if I remember correctly, he went to Italy, I think, for a study abroad trip. And uh-huh. he, his friend got a, um, oh, 
a sex, a you know, those people, those connoisseurs, whatever they're called, you know, a pro- sex, what <laughs> you know, like those people that they pay for sex, you know, like those, uh, I forgot what they're called. Uh, let's call them hookers. I don't, I think that's what they're called. <laughs> well, all right, whatever, man, whatever floats your boat. <laughs> Point is, he got he got one over there in Italy, okay. And the person had diarrhea, so the person shattered when they were doing the Oh, ablation. no. Oh, so something no. like that. And I was like, what the hell? But these Man, this guys... Is... Oh, my yeah. God. This is like one of those Reddit stories. <laughs> yeah, it, it really was. And I would, I just... I was telling my story just for the sake of it, right? Because uh-huh. my friend pushed me out. And also, I had to come up with something that, like, you know, like, in the flash, right? Mm-hmm. And, uh, and this was a true story that I did, right? But point is these assholes they were calling me out they're like my story wasn't as bad as that guy over there like oh no oh that's the worst i was oh, like what the on. hell are you trying to talk about you know like me i got laughs man like people were laughing they were laughing at me or they were laughing with me but point is though i won the night i won oh, that you won. Oh, i won great. the comedy night of like best tmi story apparently and they call it like, sal the legend sal the legend <laughs> that, that, that. That, that beat the italian sex worker story hell yeah it did oh my because gosh nothing nothing for 18 year old sal i'm 22 now nothing beats an 18 year old sal doing some exploration shit <laughs> because okay i admit though it was I couldn't take out the ball of soap. It was difficult. Oh, wait, no, no. <laughs> so that's why, I think that's why people are laughing more because they expect because it's it's a soap, it could slide oh. off, it could slip off. But no, it got, it was like a tail. It was now. <laughs> so I, I tried, I tried folding it out, pooping no, it out. No, 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 no. <laughs> I got scared when I was in that position. Oh, I, uh, yeah, of course. I mean, if something's stuck inside of you, yeah, you're gonna be scared. You can't get it out. That that that's horrifying. Oh my god! It really was, and I I was so I was so scared. I was I think I was 16 at that time. Oh no! So, uh, I won that night. That Christian guy, uh, he saw me, and I met this guy because so at UCSD. Like the they call it week zero. It's like the week before classes start. I think okay. USC may have something like this in which there's free food in campus, yes. right? Mm-hmm. Right. So that was something like that. And it was a Christian oak that he was a part of, um, and they were giving out free donuts. So of course mm. I went, right? You know, of and course. also I, I you know, just to meet people, just to be like, hey, I'm also Christian Catholic, um, mm-hmm. and you know, talk about my faith. But I wasn't more attuned with my faith. I became more attuned with my faith probably my second year, I think. But actually, no, no, my freshman year, the last side of my freshman year. Point is, though, this guy, he saw, he went to the comedy club. And this guy's a hypocrite, if I may say. Mm-hmm. What was hypocritical was that he called me out. He was like, I will not shake your hand because what you did was wrong. It was sodomy. I'm like, no, it wasn't. What? I, I, <laughs> I, I was I was taking a shower. I was like washing myself and it just so happened that you know it just went in. But like that wasn't something that I ne- I stopped doing. I never do that shit again. I would never do it again. But this guy called me out. He literally said that I was blasphemous. I was heretic. So I was like, okay, dude, you know, who cares? You know, God bless you, but like 
you know, I, I'm going to repent the way I will repent, right? Yeah. Uh, <laughs> oh my this, so this guy was up the ass about it, ironically, right? Uh, right. <laughs> so this guy, I went to go see Deadpool 2 uh, over there, and he went to go see Deadpool 2 too. <laughs> so I was like, wait a minute. Now, Deadpool 2 is a bit more uh, raunchy than what I did, probably. Yeah. <laughs> it's more gold, it's more blood. So how could you be a man who said that to me if you find that shit funny? No offense to Deadpool. I think Deadpool was kind of was alright. I like the first one better than the second one, but it was something like that in which how could you tell that to me in which I was just being innocent. I was just, you know, and what, what's going on? Like, why would you say that about me and laugh at Deadpool? I don't know. This this guy was something else. Uh, the point is, though, would you rather do stand-up or acting? And the question is acting. And the reason why is because um, something about acting, it's a bit more psychological. It, it allows mm-hmm. you to get into the character acting, the really being able to do like a chameleon-type role. And I always found that fascinating, being able to, like Jim Carrey, being able to convert himself into like a different characters, right? I always found that fascinating. So I, I love acting for that matter. Uh, so that's kind of one story. Uh, but then again, I, I come back to it. What were we talking about before? <laughs> you know, just like a, it's always been like that, which I always forget. I, I don't know. I'm just enjoying the conversation, man. <laughs> oh, man. <laughs> yeah. You know, but I, I, okay, I, I think I think we I said something about comedy and acting. Which one I liked better? I liked acting for that matter. Comedy, it was kind of too it was kind of scary. Acting and comedy are both scary. Yes. Because you're like in the center of the stage, right? And there's people out there to get you. Like the audience, you have to make the audience laugh. And it's a very difficult thing to do. And it's very risky and it's kind of uncomfortable. It's vulnerable. People will look at you different, like how that person looked at me differently. Mm-hmm. Uh, so it's kind of an interesting thing. So that's why I liked acting a bit more because it was a bit more nuanced. I feel like when it came to that of like being able to, you know, do something. Yeah, of course. Yeah. Well, we've actually been talking for quite some time now. Great conversation, by the way. Thank but, you, thank you. But I need I need to ask as we wind down. Oh no! No no! Oh. No no! It's fine. Nothing. Nothing too serious. I want. I want. I want to ask you because I, because every time I think about you, there's one thing that always comes back to mind from high school. And so let me ask you, what do you think about when you hear the phrase "the crescendo of life"? Ah, uh, yes, the crescendo of life. L- Leo, the lady killer. Right. Because I really feel like that was kind of like your, I wouldn't say your acting debut, but it was like your, maybe your, maybe your breakout moment in high school. <laughs> you know what? I think it was. And uh, so the crescendo, oh man, so many good memories. So I think Alberto was, I think you were in 10th grade, right? And maybe 11th, but something somewhere around yeah, that time. Something around that time. I think I was in ninth grade and I, I took music appreciation with Mr. Womack, and which mm-hmm. uh, I think the last episode, of, uh, one of your episodes, you talked about Mr. Womack. And the choir class. Yes, choir the choir class. Yeah, yeah choir we were both class. in that choir class. We were both yes. in it. 
so that class was was amazing right because you're in it great class right and we we said so many jokes i mean there's so many stories too we could talk about that but point is though i took music appreciation the year before two years before that class i think Mm -hmm. so ninth grade i took music appreciation and mr womack was like all right i do not know what to do with you guys anymore so Mm. tell you what for your final do a music do a musical and I think he meant it not in a literal sense. I think I thought he just meant it to come up something with out of his ass, right? Like saying, mm. um, uh, just, you know, we learned about music. Uh, just create a story, you know, just do something like that. Yes. But we took it literal. Like we literally took it literal. And there were students in the class uh, that came over. It was kind of like something that would happen in choir in which there was two USC students or three USC students that came in. Oh, yeah. Forgot right? about that. Yeah. And it, it was something like that in which I think uh, the School of Thurton of Music at USC, I think they went to our class. Uh, mm-hmm. And they were great composers. They they literally were great people that uh, as a ninth grader, I thought, one of them, I found them really beautiful. I thought she was very pretty. Oh boy, <laughs> this but, is like you as like a lot of people, honestly. <laughs> yes, and as you could tell, uh, folks at home, uh, I I get attached fast. <laughs> I you know it's, I. It's not a lie. It's not over exaggeration. He he kind of does, um, but it's okay. He knows his boundaries. Yes, I know my boundaries, right? But it's that, right? And yeah, because I guess because like I feel like my personality matches their personality, and mm-hmm. because of the whole novelty of film, oh my god, it's a love story. Oh my god, it's you know it's something that you could see in anime. Something I don't know. The point is though, uh, it was music appreciation, and Mr. Romack said let's do a musical. And the two teachers or the two uh, students from USC, I think they were from USC. Point is, they were like, let's do it. So one. Both of them composed the music, the original skull music of the musical. And myself, uh, it was, who was it? It was me, another guy, and another another girl. Uh, mm-hmm. Point is, though, they were the main characters. So the story was that I was Leo the Lady Killer, the comedic relief, I guess. I was the comedic friend of the main character. Who, of course. Of switched high schools, I think. Uh, when he was a popular kid back home, and now in this new school, he is, you know, he is not cool anymore. He, there's not that social dynamics in high school, right? Mm-hmm. Uh, I guess it's kind of like Greece in a sense. Uh, but, <laughs> but point is, that's what happened. And he has an abusive father. So he got suicidal. This was like a story oh that gosh. I don't know how we developed. We just, yeah. worked. and you know, that's what happened. They made this, is an, this is an original piece, or is this like based off of like an actual like existing no. work? No, we created it ourselves. But that's amazing. Oh my gosh. Although to be fair though, it was interesting because it was the entire class. So it was kind of like a melting pot of ideas. So we right. all sat in the circle in the band room, right? And uh of course a lot of the persons who watch novellas, right? A lot of persons uh, that watch those stories they were the ones contributing to mo- mainly of the ideas like yeah. uh the fault in our stars right a lot of these uh oh. twilight right of course yes right at that time the korean the korean rave wasn't wasn't big 
but if there was someone who, if i were to if i were to go back in time with my knowledge of like my favorite k drama i would be like oh boys over flowers right it'll be like something like that so all right for, for all you folks who like korean dramas i like them too and and that's um that's pretty much one of the stories i think will be maybe inspirational to what happened in the crescendo of life and so we created that story and all of my dialogue was all improv- improvised. I pretty much kind of improvised at first, and that the stuff that came out of my my mouth was pretty much the that was the script that we went with. So, so uh, the what I think what made it famous was the line, uh, "Yellow submarine from the Beatles." Oh no! <laughs> <laughs> uh, what happened was that the the scene was that. Uh, uh, the my friend, the, char- the main character, he invited me to his house, mm-hmm. and in that sense, uh, right before his father came in, right, this was before the father had an episode of alcoholism and started beating up the my best friend in the story, and I was there to defend him, right, type thing, and so he got a ukulele, and then I had to come up with a song, so I was like, what's a good song that's catchy, that's kind of fun, that I know the lyrics of, or more importantly, uh, mm-hmm. Yellow Submarine. We all live in the Yellow Submarine. And it all happened like that, in which we just we were just bouncing up and down in the... Oh my gosh, that's amazing. <laughs> and it was, it was kind of like a, it was like a humor from like Chowder or like the regular show that's kind of right. like that kind of inspired me to do something like that for that scene. And I hope it was successful. It seems like people remember that. Uh, I remember it. And I, I, I wasn't even there to watch it, unfortunately. Um, cause I remember it. Yeah. Cause I remember you guys were performing it uh, during the school day uh, for a couple of days. Right. Or something like that. I think so. It wasn't an after school performance because I remember people were like, um, they were coming out of class to go watch it in the auditorium. Um, but I got stuck. Um, this must have been 10th grade then for me because it was ninth grade for you. Because I, I believe um, that day I was I had seventh period. It was it was a French class, and oh, was yes. and it was not with Miss Carlton, who was the cool French teacher. It was right. with Miss. It was with Mr. Rahoman, which if I don't know, I don't know if you remember him. Right, I remember him, but yeah, yeah, he, he's a bit of a hard ass when it comes to these type of things. He doesn't really like other things eating into like his teaching time. So he was not going to really let any of us go out to watch this performance, unfortunately. Damn. So, yeah, I missed out on that. <laughs> oh, man. Yeah, Mr. Hoven. No, no, it's all. Wow. Yeah, I think he left like in 10th grade or 11th grade, right? After my year, after 10th grade for me, yeah, he, he left. Um, he wasn't there anymore. That yeah. was his last year. Wow. Yeah. M- my older brother, who's friends with... Uh, the older brother of Kevin, right? Mm-hmm. Uh, he had Mr. Rahoman. Yeah. And I remember Mr. Rahoman was at Disneyland. And I was at Disneyland at one time. It was a family adventure. And my brother oh, was no like, Mr. Rahoman. And Mr. Rahoman was like, Jonathan. And he just said his name and he just continued walking. <laughs> so, <laughs> so I kind of remember Mr. Rahoman from that scene. Of, yes. I think I saw him at Disneyland. And, uh, but wow. Yeah, I did not know that. Yeah, I know. I was because you were because we were so like kind of talking in and out. Like we would like see each other at lunch and stuff like that. We weren't really hanging out at the time, but you had mentioned it, and I think other other people too that I knew like they were mentioning, "Oh yeah, we're working on this musical. It's gonna be fun. It's gonna be during the school day. Hopefully, you can come." 
and it sounded really interesting and i really wanted to go and i know some people who told me about it when some of my friends actually went to see it and yeah they they loved it it was funny <laughs> oh man oh, oh that's great oh man that really brings back good memories thank you for telling me that because yeah i i literally uh i wasn't thinking about the crescendo of life right uh <laughs> uh wow yeah that brings back good memories i was thinking more about the choir it was like when we performed in choir right like the oh my gosh yes we brought up yeah the winter wonderland I, stuff i i brought it up briefly but yeah we, i remember it was like two performances i believe i remember the first one um this is this is years later um you were in 11th grade i was in my senior year of high school um i wasn't really like into any of my classes at the time like i was not having a good time i'm gonna be honest with you um, people already know my feelings about that last year of high school. It's not really favorable, but that choir class was like maybe one of the only bright spots of that year because of stuff like that stuff that like, I never really saw myself doing as an introvert. I mean, who, who goes out there and like sings at the top of their lungs go out. Yeah. I don't know. Like that, that was a thought that never crossed my mind before taking that class. And after I did it, I was like, I'm glad I did it because now I can now I had I can say that I experienced that and I liked it. Yeah, no, no, it, it was it was amazing to be a part of the class with you, right? Because mm-hmm. I, there's so many funny moments, right? From that oh, yes. performing, right? Because it was nerve wracking. I, I did not think I when I performed with you guys, I did not think I pretty much prioritized my dancing, and I was pretty much just dancing my ass off. Oh so that boy! At least they couldn't see that I wasn't in sync, but they just saw the performance of it, of me yes. dancing with the choreography. Uh, so, but yeah, in class, it was amazing, right? Because Mr. Romack, he was a good, he, he was, he was funny, right? A great uh, guy. Yeah. And I, I think at that time, I used to, I used to pretend that we had a, like a late show, you know? Yes. Time. Okay. Uh, let me explain this for the people listening right now. Okay. Yes. So me and Salvador, we, there was a lot of like downtime in that class, um, believe it or not, because um, our choir teacher also happened to be the teacher for the jazz ensemble, the jazz class. So he prioritized a lot of his time um, going back to the band room. because We were in a separate classroom and he would go a lot of days. He would spend half the period in the jazz in the band room with the jazz jazz class, the jazz ensemble. We had a lot of downtime. Me and Salvador, we had we had a habit of basically breaking out into these very deep and uh, conversations. And a lot of which, uh, I don't know how it kind of, these conversations morphed into a format, like it's a late show. Think of any, your stereotypical late night talk show. And that's basically how our conversations were formatted in. I don't know how that happened. It seems like such a really weird way to like communicate with somebody, but it grew out organically. I'm not sure why, but, and, but, I enjoyed it. It was actually another highlight of that class that I completely forgot about too. Yeah. No, oh my God. Yeah. Like, yeah. I, I, you know, it's great. Like you saying that because it's like, it's bringing back other memories because we used to also walk after class sometimes to the bus stop uh, in yeah. the Vermont bus. And we always oh, yeah. carried the conversation. And I think sometimes we were talking like literally inside the bus. And there was like a lot of people staring at us, a lot of homeless people walking in, pass by us. And it was kind of like, <laughs> what the fuck is happening? It's a, that's the thing, too. Like another thing, too, because it's one of those things that I normally would not even entertain doing because you're talking like so loud and like 
but for for me and I guess for Salvador too, we we didn't we were so mixed into the conversation that we didn't really care give a crap about what people what were what was going on around us we were just talking to one another that was cool (laughs) right it was amazing like it's amazing to remember right like i i just i i I guess i i just trying to remember a lot of the stuff that we it was like i tried my best to make it like historical like it was Mm -hmm. like it happened also in mr johnson's class at times right yes In, in which in which i try to bring up like I, I I tried my best. I tried to mimic like Craig Ferguson slash John Oliver, like mm-hmm. uh, John Stewart, like that type of oh, late yeah. show in which I was like, let's talk, let's get like Bill Morrow type thing. Let's get politically incorrect, right? Let's stop talking about racism. You know, let's talk about, <laughs> you know, like stuff like that in which, to be honest, I was ignorant as fuck. I was like Alex yeah. Jones. I was just like saying oh, yeah. whatever stuff that came out of my ass. And it was fun. It It was honestly like, I think I think that's why I loved hanging out with you, and at that time, like tenth grade and eleventh grade, I think uh, was because oh, I, one I looked up to you guys, right? Like I thought it was kind of cool hanging out, like that lower classman hanging out with upperclassmen, but also that kind of like that weird character that I tried developing as that late show host ish, uh-huh. and you know you being like the uh, the other host, oh. You know, in this case, being like the sidekick, kind of, but it was kind of like a weird dynamic. But I thought it was funny, and you know, it was so many great stories that I think I I forgot that what what was like it was like an episodes, but it was it it wasn't recorded. That's the thing. It was just like acting yeah, out. you know, you'd think that a conversations that would be in a like a late night format would be recorded. Unfortunately, they were not. But it was. I loved it, man. I mean, it's okay if it wasn't recorded because, of course, I'm not going to remember everything, but, like, I just know that I had a good time, great conversations with you. Thank you. Yeah, no, I, I, I loved every experience uh, with you, in, you know, in every episode that we did, right? And, you know, actually, I think that kind of reminded me, I think, why I possibly also what kind of developed that idea, too. And I, when I was in elementary school, I, I saw Scrubs, uh, uh, oh, my yeah. my big brother was a big fan of Scrubs, and I I became a big fan of Scrubs because I think that it's also like a le- level of comedy that I relate to a lot. I think it's funny, but point is, I've noticed that every every episode pertains to a season, right? Like season one, season two. So yes. I thought it was like season one was first grade, season two was second grade, season three was third grade. So I I kind of had that mentality in elementary school a little bit. So I tried to be that kind of character since, I don't know if it was eighth grade that I tried doing that. I tried mimicking it a little bit in eighth grade. Mm -hmm. Uh, It didn't work out because as you, as you know, John Muir wasn't a friendly environment. Oh yeah. (laughs) right it wasn't so i was classified uh oh if i could say this sadly i was bullied by being i was called gay <laughs> because of my voice but also that idea that i was different from a lot of my peers of yeah. course that was very insensitive and not it's not a right thing to joke about oh yeah, no, it's not but um the point is that kind of flustered into that character that i i feel like and I think ninth grade, the, the crescendo of life kind of gave rise to that. And thanks to you, right? You know, I'm, I'm once again, I'm very glad to be a friend of yours. Uh, yeah, same to you, know, you, man. You know, so so many great memories came out from that. Uh, and I feel like 
hanging out with you and hang oh that acceptance right because mm-hmm. don't get me wrong it is kind of weird being like what the fuck eight eight well in this case seventh grader hanging out with an eighth grader it, it's kind of weird right i don't know but so, yeah and thank you for accepting me of course man no and i know it was like really weird too for me because like um you sometimes you would tag like this like back in middle school and of course middle schoolers are just cruel people i mean that's not it's not getting twisted there a lot of them are just cruel people yeah. uh, but i remember like my my friend like when you were like tag along with us they would be like who's this kid why is he hanging out with us why is he why why he's like i don't know he's just like what i don't know he's all right i guess <laughs> but no i'm really, i'm glad like it just um our relationship pretty much blossomed into what it is today and i'm glad we're still hanging out with each other i'm glad we're st- able to talk to each other today because honestly it's been too long <laughs> but also you know you're a really you're a really cool guy i mean I'm, people who have a chance to really get to know you and i know sometimes it's a little that could be hard for some people to go out of their way to like meet new people but like someone if people got a chance to meet you and or anyone really for that matter i mean you'll probably find that they're you know nine out of ten times they're pretty cool guys you just need to give them a chance to really speak out and you know let them be themselves and hopefully give yourself and the, that other person the right environment to you know let loose be comfortable with one another uh, i think that's something that's missing these days more so back then but these days a little a little too but you know i'm glad we were able to create that environment for one another because i mean well, I don't know if we would have been friends otherwise. <laughs> yeah, and no, and thank you once again, man. You know, thank you for those kind of words because, you know, they're really all impactful. They're, they're touching me right now, and uh, you know, it's amazing. You know, um, you know, and and I feel like I think you hit something that that's interesting, right? Like. Mm-hmm. Well, it's ironic, right? Because they're like, never judge a book by its cover, right? Like, always be mm-hmm. open, right? Always be empathetic, yeah. always be inclusive. And mm-hmm. it should be, it should be that case. But what you mentioned also, there's also a layer in which if you're not a part of the party, if you're not a part of this type of lingo, we don't really want you. So, and I feel like, you know, and once again, I'm grateful for, you know, all memories, you know, together. Yeah, yeah. of course. Well, man. Yeah, I I appreciate your time taking the time to have this conversation with me, man. It's been it's been great. I loved it. Yeah, no, no, I loved every once a bit. I, I don't know how many minutes it's been, but I'd say maybe more around the 90, 100 oh, minute 90. mark. Oh wow! So this is a film. This is a película. This is good shit. Yeah, well, I want to. I got myself cut out for some editing tonight. So oh yes. <laughs> but no, man. I mean. In all seriousness, I mean, thank you so much for coming over. Uh, it's been a pleasure speaking to you again. Um, I know there's a lot of things we didn't get to, a lot of high school stuff that we probably could have got to, but I feel like we can save that for a separate episode because I think that's another hour-long episode in itself. Yes. No, no. Thank you for that. Yeah, I think that would be amazing, too. Right? Because also, you know, I, I've, I've been dying to know, you know, how's life, too? You know, you know how's, how's yeah. it going with you? And, you know, catching up in that sense. But, yeah. Of course. Yeah. That would be great. The second episode would be great. I'll be honored to come back. We'll book it. We'll book it one day. Don't worry, don't you worry about that. So oh, yeah. Was that was that said? Uh, thank you, Salvador, and thank you all for listening to this wonderful episode. The first interview I've ever done on this podcast. Hopefully, it's not the last one. 
So with that said, thank you. Good night. Good morning. Good afternoon, wherever the hell you're from. Good day. And uh, have yourself a good one. See ya.